following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. Nathan Capacer. You might remember us from such podcasts as Sylph Radio, a Pokemon podcast, Bad Books and Beyond with Craig Lewis, and Sarah Jessica Per Diem, the only podcast dedicated to daily reviews of Sarah Jessica Parker's fine films. Today we'll be taking a look at the life of an amazing man, President Bill Clinton. What? Homer Simpson? I mean... Yes, Homer Simpson. What a man. An inspiration to us all. Can I stop doing my Troy McClure? (laughs) No. God damn you. (laughs) Permission denied. Okay, then. By the time we get towards the middle of the podcast, people are going to be like, that's not Troy McClure. That's some jackass. Ah, God bless Phil Hartman. Rest in peace, sir. What a fine... Poor guy. No better way to honor him then use him for the opening with a there's a lot better (laughs) ways to honor him (laughs) but the fair point way with a really horrible impression (laughs) okay nathan did you get the stick of truth of course wait the video game or the actual artifact the video game oh okay i was gonna say i don't know if the actual artifact exists it's unattainable yeah if it were an element it would be unobtainium Oh man, the stick of truth. The South Park. Well worth video the game. wait. Well worth the wait, dude. And I haven't even gotten like into the game really yet. Only got to play for a couple hours and most oh. of it was tinkering around the town just oh, yeah. entering random houses. Yeah. So Um let me just give you, Craig, and everyone listening a piece of advice. If you're playing the South Park video game, the stick of truth, and you have a friend or a roommate or a family member or a significant other that would like to start their sick own animal. save file. Or even a sick animal that would like to start their own save file. It does allow you to have multiple save files, but have them do it on a different profile. Like if you have a PlayStation, I don't know how Xbox works. They have different profiles, yeah, right? Yeah, that's how Xbox works. It, it auto-saves, dude. It, I lost. Dude, I don't play a lot of video games, man. I, the day that came out, worked all day, got home at like almost midnight, stayed up all night playing that shit for like four or five hours, went to bed, got up relatively early, played that shit for like five hours before I went to work. I hate playing video games before work, but I fucking love South Park. And I was digging it, dude. Level grinded, fucking uh, modded my weapons, like all sorts of shit, man. Explored the whole town, did a bunch of the side quests. I didn't even get that far in the game, but... At least like seven hours of play, and it auto-saves my roommate's game right over my fucking save file. Why would it do that if they're in different files themselves? Uh, apparently, it's, it's some type of bug. I read one person online saying that oh, their lame. save file disappeared, so maybe it just disappeared. 
Okay, recommendation. Use different profiles when you're doing it. Yes. Definitely. Don't want to lose that because that's so disheartening. One thing I do have to say about the game is fucking bravo because the animation is perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, Beautiful. you can't tell the difference between playing a game or if it's something you're watching. <laughs> or a cutscene. Granted, yeah, or it's a cut this scene. is a South Park game, so it's not like we're, we're saying that about The Last of Us or something. Although The Last of Us is pretty much in that same realm, too. Right. But, but still. It looks just like you're watching an episode of South Park. Totally. Exploring that town as a... I'm a huge South Park fan. It's one of my, like, top five, like, franchises that I'm fucking obsessed with. It's like Pokemon, South Park, Jurassic Park... A lot of parks in there. A lot of and, parks. Uh, Kevin Smith. I feel like I'm missing something. Pokemon, South Park, Jurassic Park, Kevin Smith. No, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. There you go. Next week, expect a heartfelt apology from me to one of my favorite franchises ever. I'm like, how the fuck did I forget you? I'm so sorry. But anyway, I loved the, the Ralph Bakshi opening. That you, Did you catch that? The Ralph Bakshi fucking animation in the beginning? Do you know Ralph Bakshi? No. Oh, fucking Uh. world-class fucking animator. Uh, Did a lot of shit in, like, the 70s. He did the animated Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, just uh, because the... Wizards. Have you ever seen Wizards? No. It's pretty weird. It's it's cool, though. You know how... Does it do this on Xbox? Like, on PlayStation, in your list of games on the system, when you leave the cursor on one, it'll start playing music for that game? Doesn't do that for the Xbox, but I was playing this game on PS3. Oh, okay. The music that it plays is totally like an homage or a parody of Skyrim, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, you're right. I never even tried to make any connections like that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. I was just so thrilled that one of the things you do as far as like collectibles is uh, try to get all the Chin Pokemon. There's 30 of them. I can't wait to see them all. Right? Now, it is kind of a simple game, but I like that. I need something that's simple that I'm not a huge gamer anymore. And it's very customizable. You can, I love the way you can like modify your armor and weapons and make it suit your strategy that you're building. With very your easily and too. Stuff. It's cool. And there's lots of just like cool little things to pick up. Like right now, my guy's got balls on his chin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus. What class did you choose? I chose the warrior. I was a thief. Were you? Making a thief character makes me a lot more comfortable with just raiding everyone in this town's house and taking all their belongings. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, like, how do you feel? Like, as soon as I left Cartman in the backyard, like, immediately went up to his room and stole all this shit. I was, I literally (laughs) stood there and I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a negative repercussion if I take Cartman's shit. I was thinking that too, but there's not. No, I I was like, nah, this is an RPG. I'm taking it. At least not of yet. Uh, Did you pick up any of the dildos in his mom's room? Of course. I left them there. I was like, uh, little boys shouldn't be touching those. The other day on Facebook, you posted a video. Well, it was more than the other day, but every day is the other day if it's not today. So I feel like I know where you're going here. It was glorious. The Arkham Knight trailer. Holy shit. I had no idea about this, and I woke up seeing this, and I was like, oh, I need to share. It was fucking beautiful. It looked like real people, like a real movie. Oh, yeah. Let me say, Harley Quinn, I love this design and this image of her because she looks so much more real and less like that Tim Burton cartoon that they uh, had in yes. the other Arkham games. Yes. she. <sighs> uh, everything about this trailer was, was just jam-packed with so much awesome. 
Yeah, it, it was really fucking the great. Look the look on Two-Face, just like ugh, the explosions. This game is should be the staple of what they're trying to achieve with the next-gen cons- consoles and their graphics. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is hands down should have been like the number one. I haven't seen anything coming out for the new gen consoles that look remotely close to being as awesome as this, like as far as the design. It it's, looks fantastic. I don't like everything about the Arkham series, but the, what what it does right, it does right. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask, though, what the fuck is an Arkham Knight? If if you need to ask, you don't deserve to know. Like, I don't know. At that point, I feel like, all right, the, the franchise is the Arkham franchise. Right. But Arkham Origins didn't have anything to do with the origins of Arkham Asylum. And right. It's, Arkham has now just taken the title of the game series. Yeah. And it's Arkham this, Arkham that. Yeah. Batman isn't an Arkham Knight. But at <laughs> least in the first two, they legitimately made a half of Gotham, uh, old Gotham, into Arkham City. Yeah. And in the first game, it was obviously Arkham Asylum. But yeah, the yeah. Arkham Origins or Batman Origins and Arkham Knight or Dark Knight. I didn't really notice it with Arkham Origins that much. But now that there's Arkham Knight and I'm like, why is he the Arkham Knight? He does a lot more than go to Arkham. And the <laughs> like, game probably doesn't even take place anywhere near Arkham. Seriously. But it looks fucking beautiful. Followers of our podcast might remember a few weeks ago me talking about how Sony has purchased the rights to LastOfUsMovie.com. Yeah, that's right. There has now been more I am a follower of our podcast. Yes, you are. You are also a creator. I've subscribed on iTunes. I liked the Facebook page. Yeah, more information has come out on The Last of Us Movie, as in the production companies. So we get a feel of what what it's going to be like if you know production companies and their values that they put on movies. Uh, Screen Gems is the main production company. And they've done a lot of blockbusters, but a lot of shitty movies, mostly. I I assume you have an example or two for me. Uh, Quarantine was a Screen Gems picture. Okay. The whole Underworld series was. I didn't like either of those. Three. No, I meant Underworld or Quarantine. Oh, or Quarantine. Uh, Everyone loves Underworld, dude. I was like, honestly, I thought it was boring. I liked, I liked the first two movies. The third one, I wasn't a fan of. And honestly, after watching the third one, the earlier two seemed more dull to me. So, are you a werewolf or a vampire? <laughs> Don't make me choose. Ah, uh, come on. I, I see. I, I well, vampire. At work today. I heard a uh, old ass My Chemical Romance song. Uh, Vampires will never yeah. hurt you. Yeah, and um, I used to be into My Chemical Romance. Like, I what? I was a senior in high school. I feel like when that album came out, were, or were you in high school when the album came out? No, because you're uh, a year ahead well, of me. The, uh, I was a senior in high school when the first album came out, and when their second album came out that I really didn't like, I was like a sophomore in college. What album? The one with uh, vampires in this mirror. That was their first one, yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. When I caught on to it, I think I was a junior or senior in high school, and uh, I loved that fucking song, dude. Yeah, me I never too, really man. listened to my come after that, but uh, I liked a lot of that album, and then like they just completely changed their sound. I've heard a song here or there, do, and I'm but... I'm always like I can recognize that it's them. And well, I'm like, yeah, That's but it just it's like but... it, it's like them, but sold out them. Well, sure. Kind of, if if you will, like the Black Parade was just so awful. People fucking love my chem, dude. I know, man. People fucking love them. People All sorts like, of fifteen-year-old kids in true, skinny jeans. True, 
but other people too like people like people grew up with that band man like it's yeah, been a while I mean, and they fucking love that band people fucking cried when they broke up like i was like shocked i was like really people care about this band that much oh Holy i thought you shit. said you were saying you were shocked that they broke up You're no like, oh I was, man i was shocked that people gave as much earth shattering as gave. i was like not no disrespect i'm just saying i didn't know i was like wow i guess once man, you graduated high like, school you just like this was like bigger the than pulse. the van halen breakup <laughs> to a lot of people it was a lot bigger but I was, uh, I turned to someone I was working with. I was helping a customer and I was like, dude, I, I love this song. I used to love it when I was younger. Like it was, it, it's kind of like creepy. Like this is when vampires were still scary and threatening. And I wasn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. just worried that one of them was going to ask me on a date. And the, the <laughs> customer was like an older lady that I was helping. And she, she started laughing. She loved that shit. I was like, yeah, I'm funny. What of it? What of it? Your daughter wants to date me, but I won't. <laughs> Wow, My Chemical Romance. Back to Last of Us. <laughs> um, what do we talk about if not fucking yeah. like like angsty teenage music that came out in, around the year 2000? Well, angsty teens might love this movie, so. Angsty teens are my fucking, that's my shit, dude. That's my crew right there, dude. But there, there's another production company. <laughs> not like I just hang out with angsty teens, but I mean like those are my peoples, dude, for real. There's another production company involved in this movie, and it's Sam Raimi's company, Ghost House Pictures. Okay, that's pretty cool, right? Even though they uh, produced a lot of shit too, right? Only shit, really. Oh, really? Ghost House Pictures is like the people that I produce just a lot Sam of the Raimi. movies <laughs> you catch at the $5 bin. I honestly didn't know he was attached with this company. Either did I, because I heard Sam Raimi, and I was like, oh, sweet. And then you said Ghost House, and I was like, wait, yeah, they yeah, did those. That's uh, the company you get like two movies on one DVD Exactly, and shit. those yeah. types of so very low budget. So it's going to be interesting to say the least. And I feel like Sony's not taking this serious enough. Like they should have tried to That's shop lame. it to like Universal or something. That's lame. At least the fucking game's enough like a movie that you can just watch someone play the game and it's like watching right? a movie. So if this movie ends up being really sucky, you can laugh and say there was more money put into the game than the making of this movie. Yeah, and, and then you can just go to that YouTube page that Craig was plugging in that episode. Uh, what page was that? No, don't don't tell him. We'll uh, you can go back and listen to the episode. No disrespect to you, kind sir. We'd gladly plug your page again, but uh, yeah, go check the episode out. What episode was that again? I don't fucking know. Read the read the summaries, <laughs> or just listen to all our episodes till you find it. Yeah, that, do that. Yeah, <laughs> even better. Have you ever seen Iron Man use pepper spray? Um, actually, yes. In issue 174. Of, Can no. you verify that with a real claim? <laughs> if if somebody goes and is like, it's I'm on, waiting it's for... It's on Wikipedia. Just give me a second. Um, let me just... I am so waiting um, for the angry typing email. Typing in wikipedia.com now. To be like, um, excuse me. Iron Man. Issue 174 had nothing to do with pepper spray. Iron Man used pepper spray on the... <laughs> this is why we can't trust Wiki. Uh, well, in real life, an Iron Man of sorts did. He's a thief, too. Really? Yeah, there was a man arrested in Portland, Oregon. Those fucking he Portlandiers. Was, yeah, he was attempting to rob an ATM machine wearing a suit <laughs> no of homemade armor. To people from Portland. I don't even think that's the proper terminology. Well, Portlandia is a show, an IFC. I don't know. Does that take place in Portland? Yes. Okay. I don't know if it's Portland, Oregon, or Portland, Idaho, but... There's two different Portlands? I feel like there's more than one. I don't think oh it's Idaho. Oh, my God. My mind was just I don't just think it's blown. Idaho, but this is the Oregon type. Okay. Yeah. 
it was just, you know, a typical 32-year-old decided to make a homemade suit of armor and then blow open a, an ATM machine with a torch. Typical. And then pepper sprayed police. These fucking people from Portland, man. There's, there's, there's a reason. There's a place where stereotypes come from, okay? Like, for real, if you guys don't want us to think you fucking dress up as comic book characters and use blowtorches to commit crimes, don't fucking dress up as Iron Man and use a blowtorch to break into an ATM. Yes, what he said. Uh, the suit of armor that he created actually only hurt him in the long run because after being arrested for, you know, evading police, uh, resisting arrest, fighting an officer, oh yeah, and trying to rob an ATM machine, they decided to add on to the, that a charge of being a felon in possession of body armor. What kind of armor was this? It was underwear armor modified. <laughs> I really hope it was modified with like Machine guns are in the crotch. <laughs> Tom Savini over here. Uh, awesome. No, but seriously, Tom Savini's going to get his own episode at some point. Tom Savini's Iron Man? He can be. Fucking, Tom Savini can be whatever the fuck he wants. And he has a yeah. blowtorch crotch gun? He has a crotch torch? And pepper spray. And pepper spray. <laughs> I imagine he shoots the pepper spray like Spider-Man. Like, oh, yeah. He was also going... Wrists. That'd be dope. Yeah, that would be super cool. He was also <laughs> going by the alias of Mark Fisher. Oh, so. Tom Savini's a way cooler name. Well, you can't reuse his real name <laughs> while committing these crimes. But it's so much cooler. You couldn't have come up with something that at least sounded cooler, like John Johnson? That <laughs> <laughs> was so conspicuous, it's got to be true. I think it was really Guy Fox. He just finally came up with a different name. Put on, put on some Iron Man underwear. This, he didn't actually have armored oh, underwear. Oh, let me break into this, into this just, ATM machine. He just had these little fucking, like, those kids' underwear with the fucking, like, underoos? big red light. Yeah, underoos with fucking Iron Man yeah, on them. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> and the cops were like, oh, he's got armor, he does. <laughs> he's got an Iron Man on his crotch. Watch out for the pepper spray. His knickers could be filled with anything. <laughs> He was like, guys, I'm just trying to make a withdrawal. Not I with think, I have no idea where we, we like. With this slow burning match. <laughs> we, we lost it. <laughs> so here on Fairpoint, we love animal news. Especially that which involves monkeys and old timey clothing driving some type of vehicle. Now, unfortunately... Oh, my God. Get out of my dreams. <laughs> unfortunately, none of the following stories involve monkeys in old-timey clothing driving any type of vehicles. Ah, uh, yeah, because those are my personal thoughts. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> Not yours. They belong to me. I should, I should put TM after that. Let's, let's take a look at these. Um, Craig, how would it feel to be pregnant in the mouth? Uh, what? With squid babies. Get out of H.P. Lovecraft's dreams. <laughs> I'm the fucking dream invader. Call me Freddy Krueger. Um, I, I honestly thought getting pregnant in the mouth was only a wives' tale. People told their kids not to have, you know, oral. I didn't even think that was a wives' tale at all. It is now. <laughs> Tell your kids. <laughs> Tell your kids. Don't go to these rainbow parties. You'll get pregnant in the mouth. And for some reason, a di different shade of lipstick. A 63-year-old woman was eating calamari 
when she felt this painful prickling sensation in her mouth. She spit the food out. She was like, fuck. Went home. Her mouth still hurt. So she went to the doctor. Here's what she found out. She was chewing the sperm sacs of the squid. Apparently, in the Eastern world, they don't remove the organs. And in the Western world, they do remove the organs. Okay, so I'm not. This isn't going to happen to me if I eat calamari. No, not over here. It shouldn't. Okay, because I like calamari, and you almost scared me off it for life. (laughs) Yeah. So she was chewing a sperm sack that was full of sperm, bit into it, and apparently they're built to just rock it out the fucking. We're not trying to gross anybody out. All right, I guess we're, we are trying to gross people out, I guess. Uh, that's not what we do, but, I mean, there's no other way to fucking tell this story. But it's fucking ridiculous and fascinating. It's like um, Pierce Hawthorne sperm. So it just rocked. That's why she it hurt, and she was like, oh, fuck. And uh, she went to the doctor. They found 12 little, like, baby squid zygote-like, uh, what do they call it, sperma things. And, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Just lodged I'm, into her cheeks uh, and her gums and her tongue. So, like, these... Squid babies are basically her mouth was a uterus. Oh my god! And they removed them all. Can you fucking imagine? That is fucking disgusting. This is bullshit, right? No, this is true. This oh happened. god damn it! I really yeah. want to like find out on the news a week or two from now that like checking out the internet that it was bullshit. Oh no, this happened. Oh, that sucks. <sighs> and like, that's what I call an octo mom. Ah. <laughs> Rim shot. Back to animal court. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, The animal wasn't involved in court, but a parrot helped some police catch a man who murdered its owner, this this elderly woman. They're like, who did it? And it was like, it was him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they had a suspicion that it was someone close to her, and they went through a list of names of people she knew, and when they hit this dude's name, it freaked the fuck out. The parrot did? Yeah, dude. Its head started spinning like 360 degrees. It projectile vomited. Oh, it so it had like Linda Blair syndrome. Insulted the deceased mothers of the officers. No, none of that happened. But yeah, dude, it, it freaked the fuck out. And uh, I, I, I assume the guy eventually confessed, but that's kind of cool. Well, I hope that the guy confessed for the sake of the prosecuting attorney. <laughs> of the credulity of the fucking... <laughs> investigation now now you see here judge your honor if i will i i will (laughs) prove without a shadow of a doubt that this here bird saw the man who committed these here crimes a bird cannot be trusted in a court Uh, i mean (laughs) you hold your tongue defense attorney it's not your turn yet now this one i don't know i don't think it's technically considered an animal it's about a virus but Viruses are living things, too. And for what it's worth, it's a giant virus. It has like 500 genes compared to, for example, the influenza virus, which has eight genes. Oh, my God. Yeah, you could call this virus a scene-stir. It's got a lot of genes. It it listens to my chem. This virus was frozen in permafrost for 30,000 years. Suspended animation, I guess. And scientists unthought it, and it woke up. Infected an amoeba. They watched this happen. And uh, apparently this raises concerns of like global warming releasing these new old strains Nasty of virus. viruses. Now, is this virus harmful to humans? I don't know. The one that they woke up? I don't know. 
Because I feel like they'd be like, no, no, not at all. And then it gets out. mysteriously, you, you, you don't hear anything from this research facility for some time. Then they send Kurt Russell in with a team to Antarctica. But there is no Antarctica anymore, so. Because the polar ice cap's melting. The polar vortex is moving south. (laughs) And finally, for animal news, a manual on artillery and siege warfare from from about the year 1530. It was a manual that depicts cats and doves with rockets on their back. It looks like... Cats wearing jetpacks. Huh. And the, the huh. manual actually advises military commanders <laughs> to use them to, quote, unquote, set fire to a castle or city, which you can't get at otherwise. However, um, <laughs> researcher Mitch Frost says that they weren't cats in jetpacks. They would basically strap bombs, more or less, to their back. Oh, Nathan, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was thinking about cats on jetpacks. Oh, yeah, I still this- am. <laughs> They're just flying around. That's the lucky topic of bastards. next week's podcast. Fucking lucky ass cats. Why can't I get a jet pack, huh? Basically, you take a cat from around the area of the town or castle that you want to attack. You bind a sack filled with like gunpowder and whatnot to the back of the cat. And make a bomb. Yeah, make a bomb, tie it to the cat, freak the cat the fuck out. Of course. And then you light the like slow burning wick and you, you send it free so it will presumably run back home and it'll be so freaked out that it'll just find somewhere to hide so no one will see it it'll be hiding somewhere and then kaboom the bomb goes off and blows up everybody in the house yeah but supposedly this is a horrible strategy and doesn't really work most likely because the cat freaks out and runs off into the woods or it doesn't stay attached to the cat or somebody spots a cat with explosives on it. And or it just runs and hides somewhere near your fucking base. Or that, <laughs> that You too. just let it go from, and you blow up your own ah, fucking base. Ah, that cat's miles from here by now. Guy Fox is listening. He's taking notes right now. He's like, oh, I should have used cats. used a cat, things would have been way different. I could run with the animals, talk with the animals, <laughs> jump and sing and laugh with the animals. Just the facts. Homer J. Simpson is a cartoon character that appears on the animated TV series The Simpsons. Created by Matt Groening and voiced by Dan Castellaneta, he has become one of the strongest characters in the series. After 25 seasons, even non-fans can show some love for Homer J. Born May 12, 1953 to Abraham and Penelope Mona Simpson, which would make him 60 years old at the time of this recording. Yeah, but cartoons don't really age like that, do they? Yeah, it screws with the timeline. I mean... I'm fairly certain, you know, since they have him as a, at a certain age, there's no way... Like, episodes now could have had him born in 1953. I think his official age is 36 years old. Uh, that's... Which is... Debatable. Ah, fuck! Debatable. I'm gonna be as old as Homer Simpson in, like, seven years. Fuck! I have a correction to that little stat line, because it has been said and proven yes. within the series. I was about to say, yeah, he said he was 39, he right? debuted at 36. That was 
uh, the first seven seasons or so, that's his age. That was his age, 36 years old. Uh, season eight and nine, he was 38 and 39, um, respectively. And currently, as far back as season 18, it is. it was said that he's 40 years old. And, like, Bart hasn't aged at all, though. He's still 10 years old. Right. So it's like... That's they weird. just changed his age. And you know, there was an episode where Dr. Hibbert said that he was so unhealthy that his life expectancy was, what, 42, I think? Yeah, 42 years old. So that would mean if, if he was 36 and Bart was 10, he would be dead by the time Bart's 16. Yep. If he's fucking 40 and Bart's 10, he's 12. dead in two years, dude. Two 12. fucking years. But we've seen Mad Flash forwards where Homer's still alive. Oh, 15 yeah. 15 years into the future, so. Living in a house that he bought underwater. He clearly isn't a normal person, but we'll get into that. Oh, he's a special sort. Yes. And here's a little bit of trivia. Legally, Homer Simpson has had two different names. Do you know what the other name was? I'm sure I've seen the episodes and forgot it a long time ago. <laughs> well, his other name that he legally had it changed to in an episode was Max Power. Okay. <laughs> His name was used as a character on television who, ironically enough, was a bumbling idiot. So Homer wanted to change his name to escape prejudice, you know, because he has the same name as a stupid character on TV. Okay. And he had a whole list of names that he brought to the judge. And it was just hilarious. So the final verdict was, Homer Simpson, I'm going to give you the only name you spelled right on here, Max Power. And then he's <laughs> like, I got it off a hairdryer. Oh, fuck. I love Homer. He's so awesome, dude. He is one of the greatest fucking characters, like fictional characters of like American media Hands of down, all time. There is no fight with me here. I mean, it's like with me as Homer Simpson and Batman. Oh, yeah. They're Batman. like and neck and neck. You know, they're Homer Jack Simpson. Sparrow. Jack Sparrow's on the list for me. Yeah, no, not for me. A lot of people have cited Cartman as being one of the greatest, like, American fictional characters. And Cartman is a fucking fantastic character, but I don't think he's in Homer Simpson's league. I And let me state this. I like South Park better than The Simpsons. So don't take it the wrong way. I right. fucking... South Which, Park's my shit. I don't. I like Simpsons better than South Park, but South Park is also my shit. Word. So. Simpsons is also <laughs> my shit, so word. Word. But, uh... <laughs> As, as far as I'm concerned, though, in, in South Park, their greatest contribution to great fictional characters of American folklore would be Butters. Butters, uh, dude, Butters is on that American list. folklore. He's up there with Johnny Appleseed. He's up there with Homer Simpson, Jack Sparrow, Batman. Yeah. Fuck Johnny Appleseed. Uh, I love a lot of characters. I'm not even going to get into the amount of characters that I think are great fictional characters. There's too many to count. But with me, it's literally Batman and Homer, and then Which is, the gap between the next one is so significant that it doesn't even matter. Can I say that that's a crossover I would love to see? Like, Can we get that instead <laughs> of Batman and Superman? <laughs> Batman in, in the Simpsons universe. <laughs> Batman and Homer. I don't care <laughs> Turns if it's out... in Gotham or Springfield. I just... Batman and Homer. Oh, man. I think... Yeah, I don't, it would be tough to work Batman going into Springfield for something because probably the villain he'd be going after would end up being Homer doing something stupid. 
Dude, there we go. Batman versus Homer. Fuck Batman versus and he, like, Superman. He's so used to something that's just on this level of grandeur, and he's and he realized <laughs> that, oh, it's just a dumb 40-year-old with a scheme. Like <laughs> Homer's social security number is 568-47-0008. So if you want to take Homer's identity... Go right ahead. I'm sure it's a lot easier than Rambo's. But just like just like Batman, you can never be Homer Simpson. We're just douchebags. We're just revealing people's social security numbers on air. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't oh, like gotten in trouble for this. With all that, That's probably illegal, right? It, it goes a long way to say that they're fictional characters. Fictional is a four-letter word, Craig. It is not. <laughs> you check your spelling, sir. Casper Hauser told me. <laughs> You know what? I told you this would happen if you started hanging around with that little weirdo. <laughs> Apparently, Homer's email address is ChuckyLover53. That's C-H-U-K-Y-L-O-V-E-R-5-3 at AOL.com. Makes a lot of sense. And just for... Wait, how does it make a lot of sense, though? Because it's something so random that only Homer would pick it. <laughs> does he really like the Child's Play movies? It could be a different Chucky. It's spelled differently. Yeah, so it's not Chucky. CK. It's just K. Chucky. Right? Fun fact, this is an actual email account. And the person whose email account, like they set it up as Homer Simpson. And they will reply to you as Homer would reply. Yeah, it's a writer for the show, actually. Matt Selman. I was about to say, I was going to guess the name, but I felt like I'd be off. But it turns out I wasn't. Oh, really? You were just going to randomly guess? Well, no. Matthew, (laughs) what's a good surname? What's a popular but not too Cornelius? No, not Cornelius. Selman. Matthew Selman? I'm going to go with Matthew Selman. No, I did research it, but (laughs) it's not in front of me. I was just going from memory of the last couple days. Homer currently holds a steady job at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant as a safety inspector. In Sector 7G. That's his spot. You can find him sleeping at any work day. Interesting little tidbit of knowledge here. Accidents at the plant have doubled since he was made safety inspector. I'm surprised it's only doubled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this man... That, That implies that whatever was happening before, he did the equivalent of that. Or he was responsible for the equivalent of that. This man worked there for years before he even got um, certified in nuclear fission. And wasn't he... He was fired, right, before he became the safety inspector? Like, he used to do something else there, right? Yeah, he was a nuclear technician. Okay. (laughs) And he got fired. And he got fired. But then he got his job back. And he's quit several times since then. He's been fired several times. And he just gets his job back. And I just love how you think that how has... aloof he is to like his own job peril. Like he's on it in the middle of some scheme, you know. And Marge would be like, "Homer, work called. They said if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday." And he says, "Woo! Three day weekend." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, man! <laughs> Can you not get the picture? Oh my god, I love that man. Um... <laughs> and dirt, dude. At this point, it's a five day weekend or like a or like a full week's vacation. Do you think the reason he's already he's, hasn't gone in for a few days? Do you think the reason he's still able to just skate on by is because Mr. Burns never remembers him? You got a good point there. I, there are times when he does seem to remember him and and know that he's a fuck up. <laughs> he's, but oh, more oh. often than not, I feel like he's like who? 
And Smith or Smithers is like Homer Simpson, sir. Yeah, well, that was the running gag with uh, who shot Mr. Burns' uh, seri- or little arc that they had. That, yeah, Homer didn't. Homer was pissed off that he didn't yeah, notice him, right? Yeah, yeah, he really was. That and was they, that's that what episode. Made him, that wasn't a different. No, that was that. Okay, because I remember what made both him, those episodes. Uh, top but, suspect. Didn't realize they were, yeah, totally. I remember that when that happened. Oh my God, that was a huge event, dude. And you know, it was like made it, they did it so perfectly to the point where the finale of season five was the cliffhanger. And yeah. you had to wait till the first episode of season six. Dude, I remember my family getting together and watching that episode. We watched Simpsons they together had, a uh, lot. Really? Yeah. Uh, they had contests. Like, guess who shot Mr. Burns? I remember this as a child. Like, yep. they, um, I, oh, I, like, I, how many people do you think wrong, guessed? Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, giant evil alien squid. Me. Just me. <laughs> Just me. No, but how many people do you think guessed Maggie? Nobody. Guaranteed nobody. It was rumored they originally had it written up to be Waylon Smithers. But they had just changed it, you know, last minute. I think to like throw everybody off. Too many people guessed Waylon Smithers. And Garen, like, well, because it was too, it was like almost obvious, you know. Make it. Who, who, what was the least guest character? And they're like comic book guy. No, <laughs> no, that doesn't no, even make any not, sense. I'm not going with that. They have a reason to. <laughs> what was uh, the but second it was just, least requested character? The way Bumblebee it happened, man. and they're like, really? More people said Bumblebee Man than comic book. Well, I guess that kind of made. <laughs> and then, like, fifty characters later, they were like Maggie, and they're like, there it is. Spoiler alert! No. Yeah, spoiler alert for something that's what nine giant years evil old. alien squid actually got more, more, votes, more votes than Maggie and more babies. In the mouth. <laughs> oh, oh. Would you like some calamari? No, sense, thank right? you. I make sentence good. Yes. Okay, Ralph. I make sentence. <laughs> I squished my Wookie. Verb, noun, verb, verb. He doesn't know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the main man. He has worked at other jobs just other than the, the nuclear power plant. He's probably done a bunch. He's, he's tried to sell sugar. That he, that he got. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it nowadays. <laughs> that huh? worked, and it almost worked out for him when he was actually trying to sell the bees back to the beekeepers. Long story. Watch the episode. He's been the mascot for the Springfield Adams, the baseball team. Oh, word! He's been Burns' assistant for a few weeks while Smithers was away on vacation. Okay. He worked in advertising, I believe. Basically, it was a rip off of Don Draper from Mad Men. Craig, how long do you think this podcast is? You're going to list every single thing that Homer Simpson is, like his employment. Oh, my God. He's done so much. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done. You guilted me into being done. No, no. I was saying. I refuse. I was was, was the exact opposite. I was like, let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay. He's (laughs) he's actually been part owner of Moe's Bar since he helped him get out of debt. Okay. Took took out a after paying off the mortgage on his home, he took out a eighth mortgage. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! He's he would do anything for his friends. He's a stand up guy, dumb and inconsiderate most times, but he does have a heart of gold. Yeah, he's not inconsiderate intentionally. Yeah, Homer has gotten a few really close lifelong friends. I would say uh, Barney. Barney's been his best friend since high school, and honestly, it's Homer's well, fault that he's a drunk. So have Mo, Carl, and Lenny, though. Uh, kind of, not really. Carl and Lenny were more work friends. He just knew him in high school. I've, they've definitely hung out, though. You know what? I'll give you that. 
I'll give you Conversely, that. back to what you said a minute ago, that it's Homer's fault that Barney's such a drunk. It's also, in a way, Barney's... What's Own the, damn fault. No, no. Uh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Take responsibility for yourself, you fat schlub. No. Um, and you're aware. You're aware of your problems, sir. You made a fine art film about it. What's the, oppos- what's the opposite of fault? Like a positive version of fault. Like they're responsible for something positive. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. So it's, it's the opposite of his fault. That. It's, it's also Barney's blank that Homer isn't as bad a drunk as he is because Barney actually encouraged Homer. Homer's dad, Abraham, was a fucking horrible father, and I oh, guess yeah. he actually let him drink as a kid and uh, fed him beer or something. I don't know. And fucking like Barney convinced Homer to like wait until he was older oh, to start yeah. drinking. Yeah. You know what that is? That is a good point. That is a good point. Well, he works with uh, Lenny and Carl at yes. the nuclear power plant. They themselves did go to college and get degrees to work at the place. I like Lenny and Carl. They're cool. They're cool fucking they're, characters. They're the best bromance. They're one of the best bromances in history. They might be honestly. gay, but we'll do. We'll we'll delve deeper. <laughs> it's into funny that in too the because Lenny uh, and Carl episode. Yeah, they've they have noted that on Valentine's Day, they take each other's sisters out on dates. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another, another one, they're... they're Mount yeah. Calmore. <laughs> yes. Although I don't even have to, like, to have a Simpsons conversation with you, I can just, like, say one or two words. And I and, know. Like, I know exactly. Yeah. I don't need a setup. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need any reference. I've seen them all. <laughs> and I was going to get into something more about Lenny and Carl. We, they're like Buddhists. We could save that for the Lenny and Carl episode. Oh, you just spoiled it. God. Spoiler alert for Fairpoint 76. Lisa's a Buddhist too. Dude, that's dope. That's I knew Lisa obvious, was, but Lenny and Carl, I had no idea. Yep, along with Apu. Apu's a Buddhist? Are you sure? That's where, yeah, that's where Lenny and Carl were. There's no way Apu's a Buddhist. He's totally Hindu. He's, uh. I swear to God, I've seen that dude talk about Hindu gods. I he swear has. to Krishna, Krishna, I've seen that exactly. dude talk about Hindu gods. Exactly, but he had like a Zen Buddha garden up on top of the Quickie Mart. That's where Lenny and Carl were along with Paul McCartney. Look at me. I'm the worst Zen Buddhist ever because I'm sitting here being like, no, he can't be Buddhist. He's a Hindu, which is not the message that we should be sending because anybody can be a Buddhist. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what religion you are because Buddhism isn't actually a religion. And no, so you can dude, be both. Yeah. So Apu can totally be a Hindu Thank and you. a fucking Buddhist. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'm like, I know what episode I watched, man. It was on top of Apu's Quickie Mart. Lisa, Lenny, Carl, and Paul McCartney were chilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people that are uh, Christian and Buddhist. You know, there's – and Paul McCartney, I mean, he's like, what, Buddhist, Hare Krishna, Hindu, <laughs> Christian. Yeah, uh, Paul McCartney can sub-genius. be whatever the fuck he wants to be. Dude's a goddamn I, beetle. No, we don't actually make any claims for Paul McCartney's religious affiliation. We're just joking because he was a hippie at one point, at least. At one point in his life, he was would you a, consider the Beatles hippies? They weren't really hippies. Well, they were yeah, pop stars. Yeah, they they fucking like went to India and did acid and like they like became Hari Krishnas. They were totally hippies. Yeah, the yeah. Beatles were hippies, but only but they were hippies and pop stars. As in, hippie music was the pop of that time. Well, where I was going a minute ago was like, was it just hippies following them and listening to their music? 
But no, those motherfuckers were hippies. <laughs> anyway. His other lifelong friend is bartender. Mo. Mo Sislek. Yes. Ugly kid Mo. Used to be gorgeous Mo when he was a boxer. Fuck. Another great character. Like, god damn, The Simpsons has... So many great characters, so fleshed out. And I think that's one thing that... One positive you can take away from 25 seasons. Yeah. Is that you have all but this time to explore even all these other characters. seasons, man. You watch a couple seasons from the early seasons and, like, Mo, who is not at all... An important character. You He's know not what a I main mean? character by any means. All sorts of characters. Like, almost every character you see in The Simpsons is so fucking well-defined and has personality. And just seeing them deliver their lines. Their line doesn't even have to be funny. Because seeing them deliver it and being like, oh my god, that's exactly the way that person would say yeah. that. Is funny in and of itself. Like, Because that's get a response from him. I do totally get what you're saying. And the thing that rocks my world even more is the fact that most of these voices, like 30 characters or so, are voiced by like four people. God, seriously, dude. Seriously. Homer has a staggering IQ of a whopping 55. Yeesh. So why is Homer so stupid? Um... There's a a bunch of reasons, possible explanations, and fan theories. Well, if you want to go ahead and start, and I'll let you... Hopefully, you'll get to the one that I'm thinking of. But when you get to it, I'll stop you and say, that's the one. That's the one I love. That's the one I think. That's the best one. I think they've all contributed to make him the really fucking interesting, unique person that he is. So, why is his IQ 55? When he was 6, his IQ was significantly higher until he accidentally got a crayon lodged in his brain. There it is. That's, that's mine right there. That's the one I love. He actually had it removed at a point, and he became a genius again. But had it put back in. It had something to do with uh, not wanting to be the smart person anymore. He was like... Couldn't making, relate. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he finally saw what it was like to be Lisa and uh, wanted to go back to the dumb life. You know, he just couldn't handle being God so bless Lisa. smarter dude, than Dude, I fucking everybody. love Lisa, dude. She's... Uh, it's like Homer and Maggie are my two favorites. But Lisa... Fuck. Lisa's fucking And awesome, Maggie dude. has so much personality for somebody who's never spoken a word. One word. One word. Actually, no, two words. Right. If you want to know what the one secret word is, watch the movie and wait for the And there's the end another of the one, no, but there's another one in an episode. I was thinking of the one from the episode. Yeah, and I, I almost spoiled it for everybody for the fuck. other one. It was fuck. Obviously. Maggie said fuck on Fox, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's a deal The Simpsons has with Fox, is that Fox has no say over what they say in their scripts. That's why The Simpsons is always making jokes about Fox. Yes. The thing is, Fox is powerless. It's the only one of their shows other than, you know, Fox Sunday NFL that has been able to keep the fan base that it has. Right. The difference being that... Not get canceled. Comedy Central pretty much just lets South Park say whatever they want. Whereas The Simpsons, it's in contract. Yeah. They're like, we can say whatever we want. So they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they could still bleep out if they said fuck. Fox could still bleep out fuck. Yeah, well, I, they, can't I don't think they, the Simpsons themselves know they wouldn't be able to really get away with that. Being yeah, they're not an, interested an eight in o- saying 8 o'clock fuck. role, you know? Yeah, the, the Simpsons writers know they're not. They, I have noticed them trying to get edgier and trying to, like, attract uh, the, like, adult swim in a way, South Park crowd. It's not even South Park. I feel like it was more 
trying to compete with Family Guy, you know? Yeah, that too. Family Guy got super edgy and gross, but... Like, every episode has an like auto-smoking pot joke yes, now. Absolutely. Every fucking episode, you see auto-smoking pot at least once. I do like Family Guy, but it'll never be The Simpsons. Fuck, Moe almost hung himself in an episode recently. Do you remember that? There was a yeah. whole episode based no, around yeah. Moe hanging himself. And then at the end, he like... Because Moe's a depressing He looked sort. up at his, like, noose and something. He's like, not tonight, old buddy, or something, and like... Which was kind of optimistic because it was like cool. They they made him feel optimistic right. about life, but it was also like holy shit, man. That's kind of so serious. Not tonight, old buddy. <laughs> Back to Homer. He carries the Simpson gene, which is a gene on the Y chromosome that only affects males in the Simpson. Contributes uh, to yes, the the Simpsons gene. Yeah, it mainly contributes to baldness and laziness. And low test scores. Because even at one point, Bart used to have all A's. Basically, and I use the word basically very loosely. Um, ac- basic. According to the Simpsons wiki, this is a biological explanation of Homer's condition. Ah, <coughs> oh, yes. It's now made official with a throat clearing. Homer has the defective Simpson gene located on the Y chromosome. The Simpson gene is actually an allelic anomaly that exerts phenotypic dominance over its counterpart locus on the X chromosome donated by his mother, regardless of the fact that they are not homologous. Because it is a dominant allele in this hemizygous condition, the exceptional intelligence that would result from the expression of the allele on the... Am I pronouncing that right, allele? I have no fucking clue what you're saying at this point, man. I remember the word from chemistry class or something, but I don't fucking remember how to say it or what it is. Hemizygous condition, the exceptional intelligence that would result from the expression of the allele on the X chromosome is repressed. This repression allows for the expression of only the Simpson gene and causes mental inertia to begin at approximately age eight and continue to increase in severity until adulthood when it plateus. Uh, Homer's intelligence is therefore naturally below average due to his genetic condition, but his years of work at the nuclear plant have mutated his Y chromosome and have rendered his Simpson allele inactive. This grants him not only normal intelligence, but exceptional intelligence facilitated by the unblocked allele locus on his X chromosome inherited from his mother. This intelligence, however, is not expressed because of a crayon lodged in the frontal lobe of his forebrain, a key area of regulation for cognition and behavior since he was a child. But it had been removed, revealing his extraordinary intelligence, but he insisted it be relodged to restore him to normal social status of a moron rather than a nerdy genius. Jesus, man. Two points. One, that was a mouthful. Two... You probably lost everybody at some point in there because I faded in and out at certain spots. But three, yes, I just pulled a little M. Night Shyamalan on you. There's a third point to this that ties everything together. Almost everything. All the theories about And I, I was pretty lost, you know, the, too. The, 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 the crayon and the... Working at the power plant. Yeah. That's something I never considered. This they all, constant they all exposure to radiation. To and and nuclear waste. Seriously, Homer as a safety inspector is not the safest of people. <laughs> like he's used nuclear power to make a donut bigger to eat. He has actually 
gone into a testing facility with no nuclear radiation and almost melted down the entire plant. Also, once when he was young, his father wouldn't buy him a bike, so he held his breath until he passed out, which left him with brain damage. Later in life, he voluntarily underwent experimental military testing. And let's not forget, he drinks a lot. And as we said, he even drank at a very young age. One of the side effects of the military testing was also uh, baldness. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of this nuclear waste thing, I, this is my own little fan theory here. Now, we've seen Homer do things that should be totally impossible. Oh, yeah. He's an extraordinary human being. I mean, he, through his own ineptitude, caused cornflakes and milk to burst into flames. <laughs> he also... <laughs> Are you okay, Craig? No, no I'm just going with Jesus basic, Christ. Uh... You know, the Homer's over-the-top laughing at something super stupid. I got really scared at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this Salacious Crumb. And like you said, he caused the nuclear meltdown in a van with nothing there. That Zero nuclear materials in the testing facility. And yeah, Dr. Hibbert noticed that his blood was way radiated. Oh, yeah. He didn't even have to be injected with uh, iodine to take x-rays. Wasn't that the joke? He was like, yeah. now don't be alarmed. We've injected his blood with a radioactive locator so we can look at it yeah. on the x-ray. And, and the nurse like, are like, no, we, no, we have not. So I think Homer might have like what equates to like superpowers, that he's so radioactive that, for one, that's why he's so horribly unhealthy and yet at the same time alive. And even though... He eats like a 300-pounder. He's really only a 235-pounder. Yeah, speaking of his ill health, Homer has actually died. Twice. Twice. First, he died of a heart attack, but was later revived when Mr. Burns mentioned ham. (laughs) That's so Homer. Uh, The second death was in a more recent episode where he had won the lottery, but... Due to the circumstances he won it under, he couldn't tell Marge, so he was hiding all the money and stressing out about being rich. So he literally stressed himself to death. Oh, my God. But clung to life as his spirit was, like, you know, leaving his body, going up towards heaven. He looked down, saw himself on the ground, screamed in the typical Homer, Homer, ah! you know, and, like, desperately clawed his way back to his body and came back to life. Awesome. (laughs) That's Homer. That's Homer. He's that's, also... That's so Homer. <laughs> Fuck you, Raven. Soho. That's Soho. It's not just a place anymore. He's also died the most times, and that would be 20, in the Treehouse of Horror segments. Oh, which, God. We, they're not canon, but... No, but listen, there's definitely going to be a Treehouse of Horror episode in the future, so it has Spoiler to be. Spoiler alert, Jesus. has to be. No, I'm just... I'm. I'm putting my fucking foot down right here. There has to be. Oh, absolutely. One thing we did forget to mention about him is he has his own syndrome named after him as account of his skull being so thick. And there's like a layer of like liquid surrounding his brain. Yeah, it's kind of just like a like a buffer almost uh, to where he could take punches and not feel anything un- until Jedrick Tatum hit him. <laughs> then, then he got woozy. 
the rest of his body though is, is pretty you know able flabby flabby yeah but fat it, it can withstand a lot of punishment radioactive it really could irradiated. withstand a lot of punishment i mean he joined Lollapalooza as the guy that got a cannon shot at his stomach <laughs> that's true like i'm saying man this dude's got powers he's radioactive man the simpson clan are uh episcopalian of sorts okay they're the specific religion has been said on multiple occasions by Reverend Lovejoy, but it's such a long name, and it, I don't think it's real, honestly. But they are Episcopalian. Homer himself is not completely religious, but he has spoken to God in his dreams. A few times, right? A couple times, yeah. Uh, God and gave him those permission. those are actual canon appearances, yes. right? Not just Treehouse of Horror shit. Well, no, but it was a dream. Every time? Okay. Still, though, I mean, that's how God works, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know what they true. say. That's true. He gave him permission to skip church. God works in mysterious church. ways. Apparently, dreams are mysterious, right? I mean, she moves in a mysterious way. Uh, uh, ha, ha, ha. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't realize that was going to come out of this. That's yeah. what uh, she said when she ate the calamari. Oh, stop. (laughs) I'm getting sick. I really love calamari, too, so that sucks. I don't want to eat it anymore. Squid babies in your mouth. Uh, Religion? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, he's he's made comments about the churchgoers, you know, too busy talking to their phony baloney god. His words, not mine. That was in the movie, right? Yes. Yeah. He doesn't even know the name of his savior. He continuously <laughs> calls oh, Jesus Jeebus. Jeebus, yes. yeah. One of my favorite gags was when he was praying, and you think he's praying to God to save him, and then you realize he's praying to Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, please, if you're real, help me, Superman. Superman. <laughs> oh, we could go on forever about Homer J. Um He's won a Grammy. Shit. Apparently, he's really musically gifted. He's yeah. He his record. He's had records go uh, gold. I don't know about platinum, but not only is he musically talented, he's musically talented in different genres of music. Move over, Kurt Cobain. He invented grunge. Uh, totally. Definitely with, with his, his band, band Sadgasm. Sadgasm. <laughs> <laughs> His other band, the one he won uh, a Grammy for, would be the B-Sharps, the Barbershop Quartet, that he, Lenny, let me see if I can remember from the top of my head who who was in the band. Was it Lenny and Carl? I don't know. And <laughs> Principal Skinner, and originally uh, Chief Wiggum, but they kicked him out. They kicked him out of the band before they got famous. For being a narc. No, because the talent agent said he was the one that has to go. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> typical. They were holding auditions for The Replacement, and Chief Wiggum just put on a fake mustache and sang <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> also, little-known fact, he played both oboe and glockenspiel on Toronto Supergroup Broken Social Scenes most recent effort uh what was it, 2009's Forgiveness Rock record Did he? No. Ah. 
fuck, you got me. I really would have believed that. <laughs> Homer, Homer played oboe and glockenspiel on uh, Sweetest Kill. Not, sh- not Swedish Kill. Sweetest Kill. Sweetest Kill. Sweetest. Oh, Swedish Swedish Kill. Swedish Fish. Swedish Fish was so good, damn it. You know what? No, now you got me all frazzled. I, you need a Swedish Fish break. Yeah, we need to change up the pace. All right, so the whole Simpson family was created on the spot in 1986 in the lobby of producer James L. Brooks' office. On the spot, you say? Yeah, basically Matt Groening was going to pitch an anima- a bunch of animated shorts for the Tracy Ullman show, originally planning to adapt his comic strip, Life in Hell, which you may have seen, The Rabbits. Yes. Well, I know you've seen it, but... You, the listener, may have seen it. And that's basically where uh, those of you that might remember the old Simpsons arcade game, that's where the style of those rabbits you're randomly chasing are, came from. Totally. Or but the rabbit on the TV show or whatever. That they he had. didn't want to give up publishing rights for that and realized he would have to. So in a rush, he created a different idea about a dysfunctional family right there on the spot. And pitched that to That them. he didn't care about giving up publishing rights to. Well, yeah, he was just like, um, okay, how it about this? It turned out to be one of the most popular things ever. So much better than Life in Hell. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad he went with it, too. Uh, little side note fun fact. Go ahead. Take a, take a quick look at a profile shot of Homer Simpson. Go ahead. No, 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 we'll wait for you to do it right now. Look it up on your phone. Go ahead. Look at his hairline and his ear. It makes an M and a G. Oh, yeah. Boom. Totally. Um, his ear actually doesn't anymore. Not anymore, but um, the older in ones In the original do. sketch, it was. And whenever you see Matt Groening actually draw the character. He does the G, and then yeah. he'll fill it in. But after. he ultimately decided like that would be way too distracting because it doesn't look like anyone else's ear. <laughs> so he let him just draw it like a normal ear. But they did eventually air their first short, titled Good Night, on April 19th, 1987, on that same show, Tracy Allman, the Tracy Allman Show, which is interesting because if you've seen it, which a lot of people probably have, I'm the, one of the biggest Simpsons fans you'll ever meet, and it sucked. It is not funny. No, but it's, it's fascinating. But it was still way funnier than Tracy Allman, am I right? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, boo. It's just like the early South Park shorts. Like uh, pre-pilot, obviously, right? The Frosty and the Spirit of Christmas. Ah, yes, yes. Not necessarily funny. I guess they're kind of funny, but just fascinating. For somebody like me that's obsessed with fiction and that's obsessed with pop culture, it's fascinating. And yet, somehow, can miraculously tell the two apart. No, I can't. What, fiction and pop culture or fiction and reality? Because I can't tell either apart. (laughs) So why does it matter? Pick one. (laughs) Homer was named after Matt Groening's father, Homer Groening. Who Who was named after the poet Homer. Of course. But Matt Groening has stated many times that the only similarity between Homer and his father is the name. Totally. And he went on record to saying that it was only a name by naming his firstborn Homer. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. You would think he named his firstborn Homer because Homer brought him all Money? of his great wealth and life and status. Well, let's just be thankful he didn't name his firstborn Bart. 
Yeah, he was like, oh, no, I'm not tempting fate. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. And then he realized he couldn't name him Bort because it's too popular. Should have named him a proper Christian name. A proper Catholic name like John Johnson. Can you just say that? And Should have named him a proper Catholic name. Should have named him something like John Johnson. Who uh, the hell names that kid Bort anyway? Mr. Groening's also been cited as saying that Homer was also named after a character in the 1939 Nathaniel West novel, The Day of the Locust. And his middle initial, J, that of course is an homage to legends in the field of animation, Rocket J Squirrel and Bullwinkle J Moose. Yeah, just dawned on me, Matt Groening's two main characters, Homer Simpson and Philip Fry, both have the same middle name. Yes, and Rocky and Bullwinkle's middle names were named after legend J Ward. I did not know that. Thank you for there you go. So there you go. I mean, Simpsons. Knowledge it's just tied mine. to fucking animation culture. And yeah, yeah, and history. Ah, oh, I'm feeling so cultured now. Yes, Homer Simpson is way more important than any of you understand. All things considered, absolutely. I like this. I'm not going to try to sum it up for you. I'll just let the man himself speak. Um, Matt Groening on the eventual shift in focus from Bart to Homer through the first few seasons of the show. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Originally, they wanted to focus on Bart because it was a cartoon. They figured it, they would be able to market it more to children. I, wait, were, were you under the impression that you were the man? No, Matt Groening was the man. Well, we could both be the man. No, 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 no. I said I was going to let Matt Groening like, explain this. I don't know how to do a Matt Groening impression. No, I know. Like you were, you were just supposed to, you know, like let, like let nothing happen, not speak. No, I, I was gonna, I was gonna let s- Matt Groening say something. I was something. gonna, I was gonna like tell them what Matt Groening said, and like it's totally cool. You can explain <laughs> it. You know, it's it's all good. But like, I was like, I'm just gonna let the man speak, and you were like, all right, dude, I got this. <laughs> thank you, thank you for calling me the man. Um, Okay, what what did this Matt Groening say? <laughs> this, this this fucking guy, this, this false Matt Groening here. This what guy, did he say? This guy over here with the twenty yeah. fucking seasons. Even though it's coming the... out of your fucking mouth, what did Matt Groening say? Because probably be close to what I was going to say. <laughs> that with Homer, that's just a wider range of jokes you can do. All right, that doesn't sound anything like <laughs> Matt Groening. Wow. I'm not sure what you were doing. (laughs) With Homer, there's just a wider range of jokes you can do, and there are far more drastic consequences to Homer's stupidity. There's only so far you can go with a juvenile delinquent. We wanted Bart to do anything up to the point of him being tried in court as an adult. But Homer is an adult, and his boneheadedness is funnier. Homer is launching himself headfirst into every single impulsive thought that occurs to him. Wow, I couldn't have said it better myself. And, I mean, speaking of that, as far as him strangling Bart, Matt Groening basically said that it could only be done impulsively and never premeditated because that would be sadistic. Yeah, like, he's not, like, at work saying, oh, I can't wait to get home and strangle Bart. Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) whoop his ass when he gets home. No, it's just Bart pisses him off. He's like, oh, why are you little? And that's just Homer not thinking and acting first and being Homer. And that was phased out. It it still happens, but not as often. And usually when it does happen, it's more done to a gag. 
You know, there's an end point to the gag. More like a throwback call, maybe. Yeah, and it's paying respect to the roots of the series, in a sense, too, you know? While uh, Mike Scully was the executive producer and showrunner, which was roughly around season 9 to 12 of the show, you did see a little when change in Homer. Nin- 1997 to 2001, right? They kind of made Homer more self-aggrandizing and boorish, if you will, like kind of like a dick. Uh, fans have coined this as the jerk-ass Homer phase. <laughs> the jerk-ass Homer. Uh, they, they made it more like... In Dan Castellaneta's own words, he, he basically said it was uh, they made it more cartoonish, and he even had turned down lines and said yeah. he wouldn't read things because they made him too mean. He said Homer wouldn't, you know, do yeah, this. Yeah, Homer wouldn't do this. I'm Homer not... wouldn't do this. And he would never trust be me, in... if you're fucking hearing this from Dan Castellaneta, you fucking listen to Dan Castellaneta. Right. Trust me, I know Homer. <laughs> Trust me, I know Homer. I've kind of been doing him for about 11 years at this point. I'm kind of familiar with the character, <laughs> if you will. Um, he basically was like, look, he'd never, Homer would never be intentionally mean. Like, maybe impulsively or ignorantly. But he would never actually try to hurt somebody's feelings. Right, absolutely. And they even made uh, some editing changes to the Simpson movie to make Homer seem more sympathetic instead of more of an asshole. Yeah. True story. Did you know that originally there was this whole subplot planned? Matt Groening planned. Yes, I knew this. How do you know what I'm going to talk about? I... You know what I'm going to talk it's about. Come on, you know what but, I'm going to talk about. Like, I'm going to even fool for myself. everybody's benefit, you tell Well, no, first. I mean, fuck it, you know. We don't no, even no, no, have no. to address it. Like, for everybody's benefit, you might as well. They can figure it out. Google know. it. Weird shit about Homer that Fairpoint was going to talk about but didn't. No. You'll, you'll never find anything. The reason Homer and Krusty the Clown look so similar, there was originally going to be a whole subplot where, you know, Bart doesn't really respect his father, but he loves Krusty the Clown. And it turns out his dad is his idol. Yep, same Instead person. Instead of making that the real story arc, they made an episode where Homer became a Krusty impersonator. Yeah, it would have been early in the show. They were like, that's too convoluted. And, you know, I'm glad they didn't because Krusty became a great fucking character, as all the Simpsons characters yeah, did. Yeah, but uh, on a, in a design note, Krusty the Clown basically is Homer in makeup and a wig. Right. That's that's why he made such a good impersonator. All right, we've spoken about him. Uh, we've mentioned him. But Dan Castellaneta, the guy who voices Homer. Not only Homer, but Grandpa, Krusty, Barney, Groundskeeper Willie, uh, Mayor Quimby, Hans Moleman, and more, more roles. <laughs> so fucking dope. Uh very talented man. He's one of my top voice actors of all time up there with... I mean, as far as Simpsons is concerned, rivaled only by, what, Phil Hartman, right? Or is there anyone else that rivals them? Am uh, I being super disrespectful to somebody right now? Yeah, Nancy Cartwright. Oh, my God! I'm such a misogynist <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, only the mayor. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, No, oh, my God, yeah, Nancy she's Cartwright. She's the female absolutely. Dan Castellaneta. But yeah, other than that glaring oversight, you would be right in Dan Castellaneta being like top of the top there. And Marsha Wallace. Yes. Dan Castellaneta is like tops among the tops uh, with the voices there. If you want to get into his mind on how he made Homer, 
and do the voice because it's not his normal speaking voice. Obviously, like most voice actors, their normal voice isn't the <laughs> voice of the character they're portraying. Early cantations of uh, Homer was a loose impression of Walter Matthau. Yeah, but he couldn't hold it up. No, he couldn't. In order to go with it and make himself more versatile, he he didn't do it as deep. And because after like a nine ten hour like recording session. Oh, I can only imagine, especially when he has to do other voices too on top of that. Right. But how he did the voice was he dropped his chin to his chest. It spoke like this. <laughs> can you tell the difference? Would I talk like this? Cuz I'm just still speaking my normal voice, but I dropped my chin to my chest. You're not changing your voice at I'm all. I'm not at all. Bullshit. No, swear to god. I was like playing with it. All right, hold on. I'm going to try. I was really playing with it. I'm going to try. I'm just going to, like, tell you my next little bit of... I'm going to drop my next bit of science on you, cats. Going back and forth between uh, chest to the fucking... I'm sorry, chin to the fucking chest and normal. But make sure to puff out your chest so you can reach the mic. So I'm going to puff out my chest. My chest is puffed out. And now I'm going to be like, all right. So word. Homer's catchphrase of dough made it into the New Oxford Dictionary of English and the Oxford English Dictionary... Defined respectively as an interjection, used to comment on action perceived as foolish or stupid, and expressing frustration at the realization that things have turned out badly, or not as planned, or that one has just said or done something foolish. I guess that does sound kind of different, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly heard a different inflection. I I feel like you're fucking exaggerating, though. I'm not, though. Do I sound that different when I do Yes, you do. (laughs) <laughs> so the definition of dough is an annoyed grunt no ah so close that would be much more simplistic though right well uh little aside whenever it's written as dough in the script it's just in brackets and it says annoyed grunt and dan castellanetta completely made that up the dough it just said annoyed originally grunt. it was much more slower and Doh. Doh. Yeah. Matt Groening was like, the animation's way more fast-paced. It'll be a lot easier to animate it if you're just Doh. like... Oh, I can't do that. If you do it fast, then... Doh. Sega. You know? Sega. <laughs> the same thing where they were like, Sega. <laughs> no, it was the Sonic one. Sega. Sega. <laughs> no, the definitions are... Definition A... Used to comment on an action perceived as foolish or stupid. And definition B, expressing frustration at the realization that things have turned out badly or not as planned. Or that one has just said or done something foolish. So Homer was voted the second greatest cartoon character of all time by TV Guide. I find it hard to believe right behind that Bugs he Bunny. wasn't number one. Fuck you, Bugs Bunny. Ah, dude, I'm trying to be totally objective here. Homer Simpson is a much better character than Bugs Bunny. Definitely. Hands down, uh, I understand why Bugs Bunny is number one. He's he's iconic. He, yeah, like Mickey. I'm sur- Honestly, I'm surprised Mickey wasn't voted higher than Homer. But uh, being iconic is one thing, and it does... Being iconic definitely says something, but Homer is fucking iconic, the too. The fact that... And he is... Homer Simpson is head and shoulders funnier than both those characters and more he's a real person yeah you know yellow person with four fingers yeah yeah he's a real person yeah (laughs) 
Five o'clock shadow goes back instantly. Craig's like, I don't know if this is more of you not being able to tell the difference mm-hmm. between fiction and reality. I don't know if I'm supposed to encourage this or discourage this. Oh, God. Fuck Bugs Bunny, Homer, FTW. AF. AFDWAF. <laughs> Do you remember way back in the day? Yes. I think it was 1995. It was and a good just year. Yeah. Set the stage. The leaves are falling. There's some adult alternative playing on the radio. Your pogs are strewn all over the floor. And Treehouse of Horror, number six, is about to air soon. Wait, did you say 1995? I was guesstimating. Oh, 1995 would have been Treehouse of Horror 4. Well, no, this is Treehouse 6. So was that 97 then? Yes. Um, CGI Homer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have to set the stage all over again. This is a different time, man. That was 97? 97 and 95 are two different, way two different times. I didn't have my pogs out in 1997. But wait, yeah, CGI Homer was 97? Oh, yeah, yeah. I seem to remember it being so much earlier than that. Nope, not at all. I, cause... I know exactly what you're talking about when he fell into the real world. Dude, that blew my fucking mind. I was like, that's so cool. Because 1994 was the one, uh, or I mean, 1995 was the one where Homer sold his soul to the devil. The gremlin was on the bus. And, oh, God, nerd cred if I can get this third one real quick. You've got nerd credit already. For oh, my God. Simpsons, yeah, man. but I wanted extra don't, nerd credit. Don't fool yourself. God, I lost it. And if it comes to me, I'm just going to blurt it out. So if I blurt something out randomly in the next... Random evil alien squin. In your mouth. For once, that wasn't it. Well, I myself had one main reason to watch Simpsons. Not only every Sunday, but on a nightly basis. Because they would always play like an hour block of it from 6 to 7 on one of the local channels. Oh, of course. Uh, There was a local radio station... That my middle school bus driver would play in the car, in the car, in the bus when we were going to school. And uh, the two radio guys, Gomez and Dave, would always have Simpson trivia where you call in and try to stump them on the episode of Simpsons. Oh, really? Yeah. With so like they a don't trivia ask question. trivia questions. You ask No, the yeah. Yeah. The caller comes in and asks them. And the only they made the rule. Uh, it can't have anything to do with color because people's TVs would be different because, you know, back in the day, tube TVs and. Okay. And stuff like that. So, yeah, you would call in and try to stump the hosts of the show. I would always be like, I, I know. I know exactly what would stump them. Do you think they made that rule? Like the way most laws get made because somebody did have a trivia question about that color and they're like, the color right, of something. We need and they're to... like, okay, we uh, are contrast. I'm sorry, but Homer is TV green. I don't know why. Set way differently. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. yeah. Homer is not a yellow man. Okay. Homer is a burgundy man. Do white people exist in this universe? Uh, yeah, they're Asian. <laughs> it's weird, like, because okay, like in what is it, Bloomington, Doug Funny's town? Yeah. There's like every color of people imaginable. There's a panty mayonnaise color. Except for black people. There's a a bluff family color. A Skeeter Valentine color, which would be the bluff family color. Patty mayonnaise is the closest thing to a black person that that series has. And she's just really tan. Yeah. There's no black people, but there's blue people, green people, orange people. It's like people in that world are like... They're like the people who are like, I'm not racist. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're orange... Purple, green, blue, and then someone's like, what about black? And he's uh, like, fuck you, N-word. 
person. I'm a racist. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, I don't. Yeah, you took that to a whole level act, that right? was like. That's how racist people I, act, right? No, it's no, usually maybe, actually Maybe, I don't know. More, I don't uh, hang out with racists much. I don't either, but I assume it's either A, much more malicious, or B, subtle. But I don't know. Which are two spectrums, yes. Either uh, way, they're, they're douchebags. Racists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> You're right. They are. They're douches. So, like, is Homer? He's probably Homer. Probably is Caucasian. Yeah, he's Caucasian. That's but in that world, Caucasians are yellow because they've definitely referenced them being yellow before, right? Yes, yes. Caucasian is yellow in the Simpsons universe. Like in universe, like in they've universe. mentioned, like Doctor Hibbert's been like, "Oh, your your skin has a healthy yellow tone" or something. I don't know. Yes, he has said that. <laughs> Dr. Hibber, another, like, fantastic character that just a fucking side character that you see for a couple minutes at a time. Oh, man. You love The Simpsons. You know I love The Simpsons. Everybody fucking loves The Simpsons. I'm I'm so glad we got this opportunity to talk about not only my favorite Simpsons character, but one of, like you had said, my favorite character of all time. Basically. One of the greatest One American of the greatest. fictional characters of all time. Fuck it. World characters. I don't know. I feel like... No. Nope. <laughs> I know a lot of other characters from other cultures, but like we grew up in America. I don't think it's fair to say that because we haven't seen oh. the full spectrum of Japanese characters and the full spectrum of African characters and the full spectrum of French well, characters. Okay. and. Canadian characters. Okay, and French characters. Brazilian was he characters. Homer or was he? Was he what? <laughs> the the uh, no the no French no. Don't you turn bear? this into an Abbott and Costello routine? <laughs> the French speaking bear? No. You know. Uh, no. What about uh, Ash? Homer or Ash? There, there's there's Japanese culture. I'm so sorry. Williams. No, Ash Ketchum is is you cannot you cannot use that as a basis for. Japanese culture. I am sorry. I apologize for that offensive remark I just made. Everybody that My likes point, Bleach exactly. or Cowboy Bebop are like, yeah, yeah. I just, I just really hope that in this episode we did justice to the character that is Homer Simpson. And there's definitely going to be other Simpsons characters in the future. Uh, this is not the end of the Simpsons. No, no, no. This is just the beginning. However, if you think I did miss anything or there's something else you wanted to note, Shoot us an email at fairpointpodcast.yahoo.com. Tell me what I missed, or at least let me know if I did this justice, all right? You could also shoot us a message or post it right on our wall at facebook.com slash fairpointpodcast. Retweet our tweets at fairpointpod on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and on SoundCloud at, respectively, youtube.com slash fairpointpodcast and soundcloud.com slash fairpointpodcast but most importantly subscribe on itunes leave a review give us a rating preferably five stars four stars is cool too i mean we'll meet you halfway R but three be too low yeah i don't actually know the definition of halfway that i think that four is halfway between you know zero and five it's, it's, no, but four is halfway alert, between three not. and five. Well, I said three. Deep. Be too low, says ye. Blew my fucking mind. 
next week. Come back and get your mind blown. It's going to be the metalist fucking episode yet. Oh, 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 is that when we have that one band on our podcast? One last shot, right? Absolutely. It's going to be fucking awesome. We're going to have a big discussion about horror movies. Ugh. We're going to talk about some fucking music. Now you're speaking my language. You're going to hear their new single. It's going to be fucking awesome. Wait, they're going to hear a new single? Well, absolutely. Oh, M a G. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've had a guest, and this is going to be fucking dope. So that is going to be dope AF. Tune in next week. Till then, from the secret room, I am Craig Max Power Lewis, and I am Nathan J Capacer. Oh, good show! N- not man. my actual middle initial. It can be for as long as we want it to be. Talk to you next time. Nathan, if you're editing this, erase something before if it sound does like it doesn't go together. Dude, I know what I'm doing. You know what I did to, you did that last episode too. You're like Nathan, I know you're listening. Cut that part out. <laughs> After you already told me in the room to cut it out, <laughs> you made a note of telling future me I'm also making... to cut it out, just in case you didn't hear you Why say can't I leave future him. notes, man? <laughs> Ride the walrus, man. You need to cut it out. I have you, and you couldn't okay. see. Craig could see, but I was doing scissors. Scissors, point, it thumb. Out. Oh, you didn't do the cut it out. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, Joey. Oh, I thought he yeah. just made scissors. No, cut I don't out. fucking know, dude. I don't watch yeah. Full House. Easy, buddy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking new Full House game, though. That shit looks Forget nuts, it. dude. Forget oh about it. It's is dope. It looked like a se- it lo- I. It even said, like, season one of Full House on it. <laughs> <laughs>